Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And with Binge or Cringe, it's usually just binging on our part, but we're talking about what's streaming, what's streaming everywhere. And just so you know ahead of time, we often forget to tell you what it's streaming on. It's not not because we don't want to, but we go off on tangents. Minor tangents. And, I, and by minor tangents, I mean uh, like spatial anomaly size. Yes tangents so what would you like to begin with because we've been we've been doing our due diligence um i i would i would say that castle rock, castle rock. is probably where we should begin castle rock i'm so excited which about is castle a rock. i mean honestly i'm oh, really castle rock is on hulu thank you there we go all right now before we forget to do it for anything else that we cover we've done it there yeah castle rock is on hulu and is Short a, answer, watch it. Is a genuinely fascinating um, idea mm-hmm. for, like, I mean, you've got shows that are, you know, gimmicky, like Mr. Ed. It's about a horse that can talk. Be, bewitched. Like, uh, mortal man marries, marries witch, unbeknownst to him, finds out on their honeymoon. You've got shows that have gimmicks in them that sometimes are a little more... Why didn't he let her bewitch clean the house? I mean, what was that I think, about? I think because you run into the problem that if Darren was okay with her just waving, well, she didn't have a wand. If she, um, was it twitched her nose? She twitched her nose. Was it okay. like gateway cleaning? Does that happen? I, I think every episode is over in three minutes. If you're just like, oh my goodness, uh, Sam, we, we can't pay the mortgage. Hold on, Darren. Dinkle, dinkle, dink. Mm-hmm. Would okay. See tangent over with that's, now. I'm, I'm just saying that's why you can't. You have to have him just be like, I want to do this the normal mortal way. Because if he's cool with her just doing that anytime there's a problem, there there's no problem that show can't fix. They could have turned Mrs. Kravitz into so many things. Oh man, I would have. Which yeah. is the reason why I don't have superpowers or am able to do witchcraft because eventually. <laughs> I wouldn't use it for like evil, like in the way that say I don't know Skeletor is evil. Mm-hmm. But if somebody crossed me, oh my goodness! And I had access to say Dumbledore's powers, or even Samantha's. Think of the stupidest story about Sabrina the Teenage Witch's powers. Oh, they'd suffer. They they would suffer like I was Voldemort. And oddly enough, I have shared a stage with Caroline Ray. So. Tangent number two wrapped up. <laughs> so, um, here's the fun deal. Oh yeah, yeah. The the here's I, the fun deal. We're talking about Castle Rock, which is so well done, so well acted, and honestly, is such a great idea. I'm I can't believe no one thought to do something. Not necessarily for Stephen King, but why they did not think of doing a shared universe for another like. I don't, Tom Clancy, like mm-hmm. it, any in any kind of literary or media or video game, whatever you're talking about, like the idea of tying one creators, all of their worlds together is such an idea mm-hmm. for such like rich and lush storytelling possibilities. So this is, in the event you don't know, this is a Stephen King story not written by Stephen King. Let us equate it to in, Star Wars. Influenced by Stephen King. Let's equate it to Star Wars, shall we? I, I We usually do. George Lucas wrote A New Hope and Empire and Jedi and so forth. He did not write Rogue One. Same universe. 
There you go. It's that simple. It, it allows, if you don't know the premise for Castle Rock, every story that Stephen King has written, or or at least like a reasonable amount of them, like they, they probably, stand by me, I don't know if that's going to show up, mm. like in the show. Or there may be rights issues with like certain studios owning like the live action rights. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's every single Stephen King story ever, but a... a Large amount of them all exist within the same universe, and in the case of this town, um, at least within that zip code, it right. looks like. And my one of my favorites, as is most males of the species, is Shawshank. It, Shawshank. It, it really is the almost the male sleepless in Seattle. Like, yeah, I love Shawshank, and so this it centers around Shawshank, and it centers around. I swear to God, Adam, I made the mistake of putting it on and not being glued. And so I just remember looking up. It's the first couple of minutes. I see a guy looking across ice, and I think I see smoke. It was just sky and cloud. And I thought, huh, Smoke Monster John, something Adam and I used to say about Lost. Next thing I know, there's John Locke. It's like, whoa, mind blown. So wish he would have stuck around a little bit longer for the episode. But We'll, we'll get into, get into why, but um, blink and you may miss it. But he's narrating. Uh, I am four episodes in. What Hulu's doing, as it sometimes does, is it they're all going to be up there. You can wait till they're all posted, get it free for seven days, and watch them all. I powered through them in as little time as possible and am now rewatching them. Honestly, with the advent of especially like the hard binge, um, if you don't, if you don't want, I guess your your window. To be closed so quickly, like people are going to talk about it. Yes. And if you give them all of them at once, much like handing my kids the entire box of Oreos, they'll eat all of them. There's not going to be any Oreos left for tomorrow or next week. And if you want to do like a, you know, a drop in the fall and then another drop, or even if you want to split them up week to week, Mm -hmm. I I think that's, that's a little bit network. Yeah. But I'm saying if you don't drop them all simultaneously, I think it keeps the conversation going because, I mean, that's what they want to have. They want people talking about it on Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, like any, any whatever, so Instagram, whatever social media um, uh, is your choice. I mean, I, I do love TV and movies, but I have not been as excited about a storyline as when uh, I first saw season one of Stranger Things. It was just... It was fresh. It's a it's a great premise, and it's one that necessarily hasn't been. I, I honestly cannot think of another instance where a show used this premise as its as its genesis point. And again, such a rich mm-hmm. like one. Now you don't have to have read any Stephen King to get this. It's in and of itself. It is a great story, and basically, it's the the town. The some people believe the town itself is cursed, or some people believe that the devil's in the town, and every everything in the town uh, just goes down the crapper. I I would argue that I, I think t- to really appreciate the series, you do need to be familiar with Stephen King's work. Like I, I can't. Oh sure, I think you'll get it on another level. I can't look at it and say that I wouldn't get it because I am familiar with King's work. So I'm trying to sit there and look at it as somebody that isn't like well versed or has. See, I'm only sporadically familiar with his work. Every uh, every dog I assume is Cujo. 
every single Cars, one. Cars, Christine. Everyone. Like, I'm waiting to say, every, how, how are they going to work prom the prom into this? Yeah. Um, so, and I, so I know some of them because, you know, I'm, I'm breathing. I don't have to have read them. I know Stephen King stuff. And I know I read a lot of his obscure work as well, so I don't know if that's going to pop up. But it's, Misery or... It's just so grand. And when I'm watching something, and I think it's important, when Adam and I tell you just how much we watch, it's an enormous amount. So to be surprising to us, we can enjoy something if and not be surprised. If there's a trope or a cliche yeah, we've seen or a, a trend... Like, there's a good chance we've been exposed to it and exposed to mm-hmm. it. I mean, to the point that we're about sunburnt, mm-hmm. like, with it. it. To see something, like I said, an original concept like that, that really kind of catches you off guard and makes you sit forward, either metaphorically or literally in yeah. your seat, it, it, it's it's a pleasant surprise. And I'm actually going with certain characters where are they going with this? Not out of frustration. It's like, I have no idea what they're doing. In no, a good I way. mean it's an interest. It's it's mm-hmm. in a in a I want to know the the mystery. Like why I'm assuming that like Murder She Wrote had eleven seasons. People want to know why police procedurals or Law and Order why they're so popular. You you're interested in what's mm-hmm. going on. You want to know what happened. And I mean it's not in the and I, I say realistic because not all those shows are realistic. But in in this particular case, I, I think we know that you know like. Christine, um, Cujo, uh, Salem's Lot, Pet Cemetery. These are not real things. But mm-hmm. the fact that all of these are possibilities for the explanation of it, like it, you don't have to just stop with, well, the fingerprints were on mm-hmm. that. Like it it could be something from the sewer. It could be witches. It, it could be a yeah. curse. Uh, it could be that it was on an ancient, like, Native American burial ground. Like, the fact that like you have so many avenues outside of the norm, it just it almost confuses your senses. So here's the basic story. It takes place in Castle Rock. Shawshank Prison is there. And there is a, a lawyer who is called in for a case. And the lawyer was born and raised there. Weird stuff happened with him. So we have lots of flashbacks because I'm getting that he does not remember most of what happened to him when he or was a kid. Or he's buried it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, luckily for him, his neighbor across the street was a was a bit of a, a voyeur. And so she sees all this stuff. Hey, a Gladys Kravitz. Yes, if you will. very much so. So you have that going on. Then you have in the prison, they they find, this fascinated me, they find a guy in a cage, but not in a cell. Nobody seems to know he's there. And so the prison uh, powers that be decide, well, I guess we'll just keep him because uh, they can't let him out because then maybe people would investigate the prison. So then you go, well, who is this guy? Why is this guy in a cage? Why hasn't he been, like, why isn't he in any of the paperwork? Like, it's... Yeah, this guy, and he'll only say the name, of course, of the lawyer who has come back to town and said... Oh, it's killing me. Why is he in the cage? It's killing me. So there's there's that going on. And then there's so much a, more. That is what a good show does, mm-hmm. though. Like, it draws you in, and, like, it just it baits you. Oh, I know. I'm watching it, and in my head, I'm going, don't fist bump. Don't fist bump him. Don't. Uh, I told you not to. 
it, it's it's so well done. So Castle Rock, you really need to watch it. Um, I'm on the fence over my kids watching it just because it's so well done. I think it's it's too real as opposed to like orcs, if, and I think it would be too scary. And the language in it is usually on. For I, I've got I've got you know twelve years and younger. Um, I think it's a little extreme. Uh, for There's them. language. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, my language filter. I I don't often hear it. I I don't hear unless, it unless it's like in Bruges. I don't hear it unless I'm in proximity to the kids. Like, <laughs> if I'm at the house like by myself, like upstairs, like watching Deadpool, like it doesn't bother me. But because I have to influence these mm-hmm. these little ones like into you know adulthood, I I want them to at least know that this kind of thing is not acceptable in all all circles. Wow, I really don't remember the language. <laughs> I will have to pay attention when next it is on. But yeah, uh, we have a thing where if it's a little too real, or maybe it's a real story and the story is so sad, for instance, um, uh, like Schindler's List. I know I can't. I know it's a fabulous movie. I can't watch it. It's real. It really happened. I can't emotionally watch it and i think because castle rock is pretty real looking although there's all the supernatural stuff it's enough to make you think you're in your bedroom alone and you're hearing something and maybe it's this and maybe it's that and that's uh that is some nightmare fodder like you would not believe so i think i'm gonna give them a hard pass on this though stranger things all about stranger things king was never about like an easy digestion though like I can, Misery just still makes me sick. It's I, th- so I mean, good. that's what I'm saying. Like, I can go back and watch that, but like, that's. I think it's almost scarier when you're okay. The uh, the Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. The reason why that's scary mm-hmm. is because like that can be. I'm not. There isn't a Hannibal the Cannibal out there, but there it, it's possible that a very like well well educated, intelligent individual that wants to lure people in, so mm-hmm. he can literally eat them like a cannibal. That's that's possible. Like mm-hmm. he's not he's not a wizard that like flies on a dragon. Like I'm not as afraid of that because I'm pretty sure those aren't real. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Yeah. So Castle Rock, we cannot recommend enough. I'm gonna say when it comes to the age of your kid, it really depends on their uh nightmare ability. But let's just say fifteen, sixteen and up, just and I'm not saying it won't give you nightmares anyway. But it's superbly well done and well written and well acted and just Sissy Spacek and uh, so many people. And, of course, she's the only one I can name at the moment. Oh, a a Scars Guard is in it. Mm -hmm. And that's always good. And so you can see that the the material has attracted talent. I just want to give them money. It's like, please keep doing this. Whatever you need. I need to be watching this. I, I think they've already said they're working on a, a season two, I believe. Yeah. How many episodes are in season one? Whatever wanna, it is, it's not say, enough. I want to say it's like 10, That's not 10 enough. or 11. It, like, no. it, what, it almost standardized for what seems to have become the norm for um, I, streaming only services. Mm-hmm. Like your, your networks are still doing somewhere between like 18 and 24. But most of your, like m- most of the Netflix Marvel shows are about, 10, mm-hmm. 12, 13 episodes. And I, I think that's where Castle Rock is as Which well. Which reminds me, I haven't watched season two of Luke Cage. I will watch that 
after Castle Rock. I'm Daredevil's about to drop. And that's, <gasps> really? That's my jam. Oh yeah, I do love. I mean, like Daredevil. not not tomorrow going to drop, but it's like they've said it's the it's this year, and like there's a finite amount of months left in this year. They're not doing it on December 25th. Daredevil is mm-hmm. not. Well, it is what I want for Christmas. Yeah, but I don't think that's your the holiday you want to to drop this on. Now, since we're very excited today, let's talk Star Trek. Star Trek is streaming on CBS All Access. I believe it it has left Netflix now. I'm not I'm not certain of that. I believe I read that the other day, but I have not verified that getting on. I haven't verified that on Netflix either. Now, all the Star Treks live on CBS All Access. If they are not already dropped on that, I think they they had a deal with um, CBS, who owns like all the television stuff for Star Trek now, I think they're waiting for that to expire um, so that CBS All Access can be the home to your streamable Star Trek. And that's not even what I'm talking about. Star Trek has a new show. Which which the, the one that was just announced? Or no, the... we're going to get to that. Okay. The one that we've already seen season one for. And the... Star Trek Discovery. Yes. And just for old times. Been a long time. Well, that that, that wasn't the <laughs> that wasn't the music. For, I wish it. For I this wish it one. was. Anyway, uh, Star Trek Discovery, timeline wise, which, which as its abbreviation is STD, tells me that nobody uh, nobody thought about nobody that. thought before they named it that. But the, I mean, that's it is what it is. Star Trek Discovery is the reason why I periodically have CBS All Access. As soon as they finish, as soon it, as they drop, I drop it, it, and then yeah. I come back on. I, I, now, I like being able to watch elementary, but this is what CBS All Access, uh, this is why it bugs me, because you're paying, what, five ninety nine a month? Which is a reasonable sum. It is. But... You're giving me commercials. You're giving me four commercials, and I'm paying 30 seconds, maybe. I'll settle for two fifteens. Now, Don't I mean, me you, you do get high debt, like watching, like I've, I've got a 4K TV. I've got a 70-inch 4K television. Watching Star Trek Discovery on that with surround sound, like CBS didn't skimp like on the way this show looks. Like it's a it's extraordinary. It like and I I mean no disrespect whatsoever to the original series, uh, Discovery. Like I mean it looks like a film. Like yeah, the production absolutely the production values on this are incredible. Now timeline wise, we won't even though we could go way too deep, but. Star Trek Discovery takes place before Captain Kirk is captain of the Enterprise. And so that's the original series. So you have William Shatner. You also have Chris Pine from the latest movies. So that whole Kirk-Spock dynamic. Kirk and Spock are alive. One of the characters knows Spock because Spock's father, Sarek, is in this. And he raised one of the characters. Which technically makes them Spock's half-sister. Now, granted, Spock has never said he had a half-sister, but, you know, Vulcans aren't very forthcoming. I I actually had somebody argue that for me in a very satisfactory way that I just kind of went, oh, now they make a good point. What is James Kirk renowned for doing? What, uh, what is the thing that is most heavily, besides being the captain of the original, or the, the Enterprise 1701 and the A, what do people most associate with James Kirk? Would it be the womanizing? 
If you knew what James Kirk was like and you had a sister, would you tell James Kirk that you oh, had a sister? Good I mean, one. He also had a half-brother named Cybok. Didn't let him know about it until he was taken over the Enterprise. Yeah, I try to forget about that because that was just so awful. I'm, I'm just, is it, did, it is. did they stricken it from canon? It, it's stricken from my canon. The I'm just saying it, it had all of the original actors in it. Like right. I, I'm just pointing out, didn't tell him about his half brother. Okay. James Kirk would have probably womanized um, Michael. Michael Burnham. Michael is a is a just, female. I don't know why. Anyway, just saying. If I'm Spock, I ain't telling James Kirk. So, you have in the first season, you have uh, Lucius Malfoy, and. <laughs> Which, Lucius Malfoy is not on. It's the actor. <laughs> oh, the actor who I've spoken with in person. Okay. You have Lucius Malfoy. Jason and, Isaacs. And and you have um, Michelle Yeoh. Oh, yes. Yes. I believe that's correct. Yes. And uh, my friend Joe McNally uh, was in a helicopter next to her taking her photo while she swung from wires in front of the Hollywood sign in... Uh, California. That's a thing so, people do, yeah. In a way, I know her now. And so one of, sh- yeah. one of the mini captains of Yes. Well, not the Enterprise, the Discovery. So you have the story of um Michael Burnham, who was raised by Sarek. The the thing that I found interesting about that now I I the are we geeking too much? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, we, honestly, we could go so the, much. The deeper. fact that the character is almost related to Spock like I don't think they ever crossed the line where they were just milking like the original series Mm -hmm. but you have to be careful with stuff like that like Mm -hmm. when George Lucas had Chewbacca show up in uh, Revenge of the Sith like it was unnecessary to me Mm -hmm. I I was like why did you do that this felt like organic like Mm -hmm. I, I didn't it didn't upset me but when I first heard about it I was just like well, this only ends one of two ways. It's it's really good or really bad. Um, the thing I did enjoy about this show is the fact that the captain of this ship, which is which traditionally is yes. traditionally um, the the centerpiece mm-hmm. of the show, like Patrick Stewart was very much the star of the Next Generation. Captain Kirk, uh, William Shatner, very much the star mm-hmm. of the original series. The captains are very present. In this show, but they are not necessarily the focal point mm-hmm. of the show. And in season two, those who know anything at all about Star Trek will just be so giddy. They they have re- oh. the San Diego Comic Con has released a trailer from it. It's very much oh, it, yeah. if you are a fan of Star Trek Discovery in general or Star Trek mm-hmm. um, the entity as a whole. It is very much worth your time. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, Captain Pike. And, and and Rebecca Romaine as number one. I didn't I didn't get that one. Yeah. Yeah. She she will be playing the originally played by uh Majel Barrett mm-hmm. in the pilot that they ended up scrapping. Um they've Pike and um number one are basically the stars. Uh, originally conceived of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. They they are not being played by the same people, uh, obviously, at this point, being, oh my goodness, like 40, almost 60 years right. removed from the original Star Trek. But um, the gentleman who starred 
uh, in the Hell on Wheels, uh, Anson Mount, I believe is his name, mm-hmm. will be Christopher Pike, a very talented individual. If you haven't watched Hell on Wheels, that's another one we should probably cover. Mm, uh, e- sounds excellent, like something I need to see. Excellent show. And just for fun, um, number one from the first one, she became the voice of every Star Trek compute computer. Also married the yeah, creator of... Probably, I, I'm not saying that's the reason she got or the go, job, oh, it totally but, is. but marrying the creator of Star Trek... It's your gig. I'm just saying, like, the fact that she was La- La- Waxana Troy, that she was a nurse mm-hmm. uh, also... Nurse Chapel. Um, so, oh, I wonder if Rebecca Romaine will show up as a nurse chapel, just for fun. Oh, that'd be what? so fun. Well, if she's already number one, I don't... Yes, but just, you know, it was different. It wasn't number one. She was a brunette, and Nurse Chapel was a blonde. You're so, okay, I see what you're... Okay. It would be like Samantha and her cousin, the wacky brunette. I can see that. Okay, just throwing that out. I don't know anyway. if they'll go that meta. They seem to be very serious. Like, <sighs> if if we were watching Galaxy Quest 2, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that would definitely be an, a joke that they would want to tell. But I think you you dance that line uh, mm-hmm. on Discovery of maybe make it, not camp, but I, I I would be amused by it, but I don't know that everyone I would know. Like, okay, continuity issues. Don't bother. Like, if you tell a good story, if you're engaging, like, if you if you catch my attention and, like, you're contradicting that, like, this happened in the year 2370 instead of 2374. I don't care. Yeah. I really, like, it, listen, guys, it's all made up, okay? Mm-hmm. Every show that you've ever watched. Except every, for every, M-Class Planet, every which book is you real. ever read, guys, they're made up. It's all, Lord of the Rings, it's all made up. Whatever. If you, give, entertain me. That's all I need you to do. Like, mm-hmm. don't, don't insult me. Like, if you've asked me to watch a 22-minute show, entertain me. Now, we will have different looking um, Klingons. We we already, you know, the original series had different looking Klingons than the motion picture. Yeah, they just had, had a mustache, different looking I Klingons. Think. Then they updated them for the Star Trek: The Next Generation with the Klingons, and then in uh, the J.J. Abrams films, mm-hmm. updated the. Kl- I don't. I don't know. Again, tell me a good story. If you tell me a stupid story, I'm going to pick apart mm-hmm. everything. If you engage me. If you entertain me, like if you show your skill as a storyteller, I'll forgive it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't care. Like I don't think canon's that big a deal. Like, it, it, like I said, it's all made up. They're all stories. Just tell me a good one. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. And I think Star Trek Discovery not only tells a good story, it looks amazing. And it has some of the most immense talent ever. Yes, ever put. On a Star Trek property. So there's nothing cheesy about this. As a matter of fact, I mean, I've shown the kids Star Treks here and there. They love the current movies. Because, you know, you got to be careful when you're brainwashing your children. If you cram the stuff you love down their throat and make too much of a big deal about it, they will defy you and choose to hate it. So I kind of had to let my Star Trek enthusiasm just it's it's simmer. almost it's almost like the time you made me um break the world corn dog eating record. Have you had any since? Um the the smell <laughs> makes me nauseous to this day. So, yes. But discovery much like with Doctor Who, this is something new. Yes, it's awesome that you know this other stuff, but you can start with the very first show of Discovery 
Discovery and, and, really does not require yeah. a you don't previous have to knowledge. know anything. Like, whenever you hear that um, the Enterprise is pulling up or you hear the name Sarek, those names will mean something to you. But if you don't instantly know that Sarek is Spock's father, mm-hmm. you're not... He has established in this show enough... Um, they explain enough of his backstory that if you don't know everywhere, and again, it's not really Mark Leonard's Sarek isn't necessarily canon here, anyways. So knowing all of that, I guess it never yeah. meant anything. Yeah, you don't but have to. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything that you don't know that. So, and I do realize it would probably be difficult for someone. Uh, Let's say you're 20 years old and you've never seen Star Trek, the original series. By the time I was <laughs> 20 years old, I, I had watched every Star Trek series except the last season of Voyager. And that I was can, because it wasn't out. I can understand just how cheesy the original series looks. And I can understand that visually you might be a bit turned off and not loving the cheese as I do. But this, start with this. Or if you are trying if you to convert one of those people a Star that Trekker, it creates a disconnect. Start with this, yes. Like even like okay, TNG is where I was introduced. The mm-hmm. Next Generation is where I was introduced to the series. Like at that point, cutting a edge like special effects for television, mm-hmm. uh, really just a good looking show. Like the original show, I wasn't alive in nineteen, the late sixties, so I don't. I don't know how that precisely played. See, by, I only knew it from reruns. But by the time that 1987 rolled around, and like I'm watching it, it did look dated. Oh, it and still like does. Yeah. I didn't have the respect or the admiration or the appreciation for these characters or this universe that I did yet until you saw Wrath of Khan. Well, I TNG is what is what hooked me. Then I got into all of the theatrically released movies mm-hmm. like with two uh Star Trek 2 Wrath of Khan Star Trek 6 Undiscovered Country being the ones that really caught my attention there eventually I went and I watched all of Deep Space 9 mm-hmm. then I went back and watched the original series and eventually forced my fed myself Voyager at the very end and let's not forget it's been long time. Enterprise I watched that was the only one I, I got it. to watch first run mm-hmm. and it got canceled on upn not because i wasn't watching it i thought enterprise was excellent i i enjoyed it i understand a lot of the issues people had with it early on i understand nothing but by the time the fourth season rolled around i think that show had finally found its footing mm-hmm. and it got canceled when it was really getting exceptional yes and i i enjoyed it immensely like the the mirror universe episode, I love those kind of episodes. In season four, if you would have had that kind of stuff in season one, mm-hmm. like we'd be talking about the seven season run of Enterprise and not the abrupt a cancellation of it in season four, which is irritating. So our point is on C- on CBS All Access, it is well worth your time to discover Star Trek Discovery. And maybe then discover all the other Star Treks. And I mean, honestly, it it will spoon, it spoon feeds it to you. Back in Mm -hmm. the day, like, you had to find out um, where it was syndicated. Like, maybe it showed Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. on Channel 13. Um, You couldn't just tap into those whenever you wanted. And if you missed one, you didn't get it until it ran back around Mm -hmm. on that episode. Like, I, I have all of the episodes of Next Generation 
on VHS. And I don't mean the ones that you paid $19 for mm-hmm. paying them to Paramount. I mean, I tape them. Yeah. I taped all 100, like 70 some hot episodes of this show. Like rewatched them. Like I wore some of those tapes out and I watched them like syndicated. Something like this where you literally have it at not even your like your thought. You just you have to tap it. Just be like, oh, you know what? Where did I leave off? Oh, oh, who watches the watchers in season three? Boom. Mm-hmm. Now I'm back on it. Yeah, there's really no excuse. And I believe TNG was also digitally remastered like for. So, I mean, like you're 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 looking at it probably nicer, like better, mm-hmm. clearer, like audio wise, picture wise. Um, they very, very expensive restoration of the next generation, which is, I believe, what they're using on CBS All Access. You will be watching it in a superior um, cut. Mm-hmm. That even the ones watching it first run in like 87 to 94 didn't even get. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is worth your time. And connected to all this, our personal friend, Sir Patrick Stewart, just gave us such delightful news that we will have to wait a year for. I, I honestly, like, this is one of those things. It's kind of like me being a kid in like 1989, just being like, maybe one day mm-hmm. I'll get to see the X Men and Iron Man and the Hulk <laughs> in a movie together. He's like, no, you're dumb, Adam. <laughs> like, maybe in going back to what I was saying, um, the the fourth season of Enterprise getting canceled. Uh, shortly before that, and I by shortly, I mean two years previous, Star Trek: The Next Generation did their last. Uh, film nemesis mm-hmm. it was an abysmal yeah failure but when star trek 2009 made more money in its opening weekend than that film did in its entire theatrical run. but it was better than star trek 5 well that's not that's not a high bar okay that's just was... being like well this this isn't bad it tastes better than like the time you made me eat dirt and i'll just be like well <laughs> that better. is technically and true. It did have uh, the Borg Queen. She's all glisteny. Star Trek was dead in the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, you weren't, for a decade and a half, you had constantly been fed a television show, a movie, uh, about every two to three years, depending. Um, sometimes they were good. Sometimes they were bad. You had novel tie-ins. You had toys. Star Trek was alive and booming. Mm-hmm. When you get to 2002 and 2004, like it, I mean, Slim it pickings. just, it, it went on life support and like it, they, they let you know that it wasn't going to recover. And that was sad. It just, Star Trek on television and in film died for about seven years in the theater and let's see, Discovery was what, 2017 mm-hmm. and Enterprise went off in 2014. So, I mean. That's a long time when you're used it's to a... It's been a long time. It, it definitely has been. Yes, it has been. <laughs> By maybe, the way, that's, maybe that's what they were referring Star to. Star Trek Enterprise has a theme song with words, and it never ceased to amuse Adam and I. I don't know why. We sang it. <laughs> so many times. A lot. More, more than probably anyone else. <laughs> Google it. Google it's Star Trek Enterprise opening theme. Listen to it, and then just Get picture, picture the two of us singing it like... <laughs> Like we're Aerosmith. 
just, I don't know why it brings me such pleasure. Or or like we're Elton John and Kiki D. Like, <laughs> so just... here's the point. Jean-Luc Picard, played by Sir Patrick Stewart, has return, will return and be shown on CBS All Access in 2019. In a show Captain featuring... Captain Picard is back. Now they haven't said if it's if it's TNG, the the next next generation. They haven't said if this is about him in Starfleet. They haven't said. They, if, I read they said it's TMG, the Medicaid generation. Somebody somebody had proposed that uh, he was retired and living in a, a sheltered community with uh, Ian McKellen. <laughs> I was just like, oh, like that can be the show. I I'd watch I'll, that. I'll, I'll watch that. I, I will. I I myself had. Uh, said, if somebody has not called John Delancey and made sure that he is free, That's they're Q, wrong. By the way, yeah, they're wrong. If, if they, oh, if, oh, 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 maybe see, Captain Picard has been traveling around with Q. I, I, I don't want. I want him to, because if you know anything about Picard and Q, it was an adversarial relationship, and it was delightful. Q, Q just loved loved tormenting Picard. And he was so good at and it. And Picard was very just get off my lawn about mm-hmm. it, which is even funnier when you realize that this is an unlimited powered semi-omnipotent being mm-hmm. that he would just yell at him to get off his ship. Truthfully, nothing anything he could have ever done. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah. Like Q, if, if you're not aware of the series was basically the genie from Aladdin, but he wasn't restricted uh, to granting wishes. Q just did whatever he wanted. And it was usually hilarious. And at the expense of the Enterprise crew. Yes. So, one can only hope. So, what we, we, don't act, we don't know anything. Obviously, it's going to be an older Captain Picard. I mean, is it going to be a situation where maybe they're at the Academy and he has to teach stuff? Or maybe this he, or yeah, that? Is he, is he an ambassador, as he was often yeah. depicted in later age as? Is he an admiral now? Like... What what ha- like we don't know if it is going to fill in the blanks that happened right after Nemesis. Mm-hmm. Um, again, How old is he now? Patrick Stewart. The real. He, he is eternally Stewart. young. Other than that. It, he's he's not a spring chicken. A, an under 70 spring chicken or an Patrick over 70? Patrick Stewart, I believe, was in his late 40s at the end of the TNG run. And that's mm-hmm. about. I, Patrick Stewart is probably in his 70s. We both have little computers in front of us. We could. And yet. But yeah. I don't need it for Star Trek. Computer? I, I So, am. I am going to assume that he will be in, because he's also executive producer, he is going to be in a position of sharing knowledge so that there would be a, a captain of something. I, I, I'm going to be very upset if... <sighs> I don't want it to be a never-ending parade of guest stars from the next generation. Because mm-hmm. I'm gonna bet, I'm gonna bet this <gasps> thing doesn't go over ten or eleven. Data, data. He's living with data. He's living with data. Right. You know what Brent Spinner doesn't look like right now? Data. Like no. un- unless Data found like the uh, the the slightly like overweight jowl like chip like, and Spinner even said this during Nemesis. Um, I'm getting to the point that, like, I don't look like Data anymore. 
But we can take data. Maybe Data's body was damaged, and they had to put it in this different, soon, fluffier body. Soon created another android yes. that they've deposited his mind yes. into. But for some reason, he made this one um, slightly older and, for some reason... Paunchier. Paunchy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's no, it's no more less credible than B4 in Nemesis. They could be... Ca- it could be... Captain and Ponchi and their journey. <laughs> I I think again I I don't I don't want it the, the never ending parade, but I think characters like Riker or Data or Q that had these very like or even Vash like mm-hmm. that had these very intense like personal relationships with Picard. I I think you're you're kind of wasting some opportunities there because. I, I don't don't think Patrick Stewart's going to be playing Picard again after this. Like I'm accepting. It's, okay, whenever I saw X Men: Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. and you had McKellen coming back, you had Stewart coming back, you had Hugh Jackman, you had everybody coming back. Like I thought, X Men Three was the last horrible time that we were ever going to get to see those characters, mm-hmm. like all acting together. And going into Days of Future Past, I really knew. That's probably the last time I get to see Ian McKellen as Magneto. The last time I really get to see Patrick. Turns out he showed up in Logan. But I'm Mm -hmm. saying, like, you know that you have a finite amount of trips to this well now. Right. And Patrick Stewart, in another 20 years, is not going to be playing Captain Picard. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe they do a couple seasons of this. I don't know what the stipulations of the contract are. But as fans of the next generation, I'm I'm a TNG Trekkie. Mm-hmm. We need to savor this because oh, yeah. because this this really is it. Like Nemesis, where like I walked out of the theater, especially after looking at the opening weekend, mm-hmm. didn't help that the thing went up against Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. Yeah, and for some reason, Made in Manhattan. It I mean, it just lost. It wow. lost to Maine. And, yeah. You remembered all that. Oh, yeah. this is what, Jane, we have talked about the the boundaries <laughs> of my knowledge <laughs> on stuff. Like, and that that's a stupid thing I remember. But yep. I also remember thinking when I looked at the release dates of it, just going, okay, I'm a big Star Trek fan. I'll definitely go see that. Why would you put that up against two films that we know to be powerhouses? Maybe they wanted it to fail. I, but I know, but there you go. So for uh, this week's binge or cringe on Hulu, see, we said it again, Castle Rock. Oh, so good. CBS All Access, watch Star Trek Discovery, then watch all the other Star Treks. But the newest incarnation is Star Trek Discovery. And this is a superb time to start learning about Star Trek because it's, it enriches our lives and makes us better people. I'm go not going to argue with that. Yeah. All right. That's what I we mean, have it, to say. I, I I got into it at a very early age, and I, I've just, it's something I want to consume. Yes. Like even, okay, I'm not a big fan of Voyager. I've seen every episode of Voyager more than once. Mm-hmm. Like even, even Bad Trek is still pretty watchable. Yeah, it's like pizza. I'll leave it at Re- that. Reheat it, like leave it cold. Yeah. Like it's it's still good. Yeah, because it's I mean, pizza. maybe maybe not every one of them's gourmet. True. 
Like some sometimes you get that that cheap like five dollar pizza that you know. But like I said, sometimes Trek is at its best. Inner Light, City on the Edge of Forever, mm-hmm. Trouble with Tribble, The Visitor. Like you've got, yeah. you have these episodes that will stick with you, and they ask mirror, mirror. some serious, serious questions. Not just science fiction questions. But oh like, yeah, it's like life stuff. Star Trek is, can be literary when it wants to. It can also be like garbage, like pulp from the mm-hmm. a nineteen forty serial. Sometimes yes, and uh, it's something we love. So we highly recommend all the Star Treks, but at the very least, try the new one, Star Trek Discovery, because the it's next season size. is it's, coming soon. It, it's within the next, I, I want to say, like... It will be original, before the end of the year. The original dropped in November, I think. Mm-hmm. I would think that is probably a reasonable Yeah, because what they did was one. they took, let's say, 10 episodes and they did five and five. I think it was something like that. Yeah. They dropped one in November and then they did it week. Mm-hmm. Week after week, stopped for a couple. Then in, uh, I think it was late January, mm-hmm. gave, dropped the other five. Week after week after week. It was very exciting. Like I said, not a huge commitment. Ten episodes. You don't have to know about the other 700 episodes and 13 movies but you to understand should. it. If you do enjoy it, like, you've got a, like, a world. Right. It, literally, like it would take several weeks if they aired it on a network to show all of it. Mm-hmm. D- just the run of Star Trek The Next Generation, if I showed it morning, noon, and night, would take an entire week to show every episode. That's how many episodes of that show there are. Awesome. And that's ju- I'm just talking about one show. So I'm saying, like, you don't have to commit to all of it. It's not required for you to understand it. But if you see this, are interested, there is a world. I just had an epiphany. Star Trek is the reason why we binge, you and I. It probably is. Because as soon as we had the technology to record, that's what I started recording. I mean, that's what you started recording. I mean, I recorded other stuff too. When, but it was Star Trek. When the DVDs came out, like had to have I, I owned all of them. And let me tell you something about TV shows. And this is something some of you that like to purchase the physical media probably take for granted. Like new season of like let's say Arrow drops, and you're just getting the DVD, not even like the 4K or the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. You can probably get it for 30 bucks. I mean, that's not bad when you think about it. Like 20, 19 or 24 episodes mm-hmm. of a show, you're getting that for slightly more than a dollar an episode. That's not bad. Back in the day <laughs> when Paramount dropped the Star Treks. You're talking about like $99, $149, like Mm -hmm. depending on where you shopped for them. Like these were not cheap. These were pre-Amazon prices. Like this was, I mean, you, oh, like back at back, like I I was taking like second jobs so I could get these. This is how not cheap they were. Mm Mm-hmm. And I keep in mind, I own all of TNG and DS9, and I didn't buy those at discounted price. Everything else, I found for a cheaper price. But, like, TNG and Deep Space Nine are two of my favorite shows of all time. I, at least once a month, I will watch an episode or more, like, of those. I'll just pull out the DVD, or I'll get the, on when Netflix had it, I would stream that on there. I I will find a way to engage myself in some way in those two particular You said worlds. engage. That was <laughs> little punny. Easter egg. Okay, so we want you to watch that stuff. Start out with Castle Rock and um, then read some Stephen King. 
so many good things to watch right now. Getting excited Actually, about like it. all of that really does lead to more. Like if you see Castle Rock yeah. and you like it, there, there are, and I, I mean this literally, volumes mm-hmm. for you to catch up about about these worlds. And I mean, I'm just talking about the popular ones in most cases that have been turned into films. But like, mm-hmm. honestly, a, a Stephen King book, even bad Stephen King, is still is still page turning. Mm-hmm. That's what they say about these shows. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for sticking with us on Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.